Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the corner where the tree is, is this the, the passing of the torch, right? Is this what this signifies? It comes down to that, that front office and what they feel is most important. The champ is here. We've touched down from a higher plane. Why you here? You we always look forward to that week because it was always intense. You know that we ain't coming back. We got you. The man, the myth, the legend, Dante Hall. My, my, my favorite player growing up was Dante Hall. I love you guys in the show, but Dante was my guy. Get to dashing because he's done on the war feet. Hey there, Marcus Dash here from Chief Concerns. Just want to comment and say Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, baseball, boxing, golf, and much more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Chief Concerns. I'm Marcus Dash here with legendary tight end Jason Dunn. JD, how we doing, brother? Doing all right, my brother. Doing well. Doing well. Uh, a little, little, little parched, okay? Been... Uh, a little parts maybe because I've been shouting it and screaming at the at the top of my lungs, okay? Uh, you know, symbolically at all Twitter, the people going crazy. Uh, I'm just watching this world implode, it seems like, or explode, whatever it may be. And either you either for the Chiefs or you, you, you doubt what we have because we didn't make any moves on uh, yesterday. And so I think, uh, you know, hopefully the, the dust has settled so far, right? Mm. And everybody's coming to the reality that no one's coming to come help us. We're not getting any extra help, Marcus. Not going to get saved by no one. So I guess everybody's coming, you know, realizing we got to do it ourselves, right? We got to do it our own. So, uh, you know, I'm being, I'm being, uh, <laughs> animated for for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a simple fact, man. That uh, no, we, we, the Chiefs are going to be okay. I'm doing fine. Uh, I want everybody else out there to do fine. I especially want our Chiefs uh, family and team to do fine, and I think they will. I think they realize exactly what all is is in front of them, what they need to achieve, what the challenges are what they're dealing with, what questions need to be asked, and what they need to work on to get better. Mm. Okay, And so that's where I am right now. But I have no issue or problems. Uh, I've been in plenty of locker rooms to understand what that means, how guys inside the locker room feel about that, when you want to put the onus on your shoulders. Because that's really what you want. Yeah. You, you do. If you want to bet on anything or anyone, you want to bet on yourself. And Brett Veach, Andy, uh, and everybody else in the, the team aspect, they bet on themselves. And they're not satisfied with their play. So uh, we'll get into some of that tonight, man. But other than that, man, how you doing? How's everything going, brother? 
No, I'm great. Yeah. Um, we got a good, we got our chief concerns fans loved what you had to say yesterday on that trade deadline show. Everyone really, really re- yeah, everyone really loved it. I think we maybe have one person, one naysayer. Um, but like most, most people on our chief concerns comments really, uh, were big fans of what you had to say, you know, pretty much saying that, like, you know, this is a team that's won it, you know, last year, the rain, the reigning Kings of the league. And like, if you don't like it, then you can find someplace else, but six and two team being a one seed, like, you know, this is, the last the last place people should be crying you know and you know and saying and saying it's pretty much sounding like it's an implosion here there's not it's not just because you lost the broncos doesn't mean the world's over you know it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world you know and it's not you know we could just put that in reality you know this ain't the end of the season you lose one game in the division to actually a, a a tough opponent and i think everybody keeps going back to the 70 points that they gave up against the Dolphins, who we play this week, and saying, well, this is a bad team. Well, now they're, what, three and five? Is that what their record is, something like that? I don't even yeah. know. Four, something. And so we, we, we've we we've come to this point of understanding that any game that's in our division is going to be tough, right, because you got to play them twice. Not only play them twice, we had to play them twice so close together, right? We did. Not to mention that we were playing and guys were dealing with the flu. Uh, not to mention that, you know, also, too, we uh, maybe didn't play our best game, which we didn't. We didn't. We didn't have we didn't have a good outing offensively. That's the reality. We had a bad game, okay? Let's chalk it up to that. We had a bad game. Because I'm not giving us no excuses. I'm, I'm not letting, letting no, anybody off the hook. And the guys didn't let themselves off the hook either. And so – that was that wouldn't do us any type of service uh, to sit there and try to make excuses. And I don't think anybody's making excuses. We just deal with reality. Yep. Sometimes you mess up. Sometimes you have bad days and bad games. This one was it for us. And so, hey man, what are you gonna keep sitting over here and and, and keep crying over spilt milk about things that happen? You know, move on. We need the number one wide receiver. Well, I made the point that our number one wide receiver in in Kansas City is Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that was the point I made. So when I start looking around the league and I'm looking at everybody's production, when I look at the number one receiver, he's got number one receiver numbers. That's what he has. Everybody else filters down below that. And so when I'm looking at our trend, we have receivers who's who's just right there on the same the same page with everybody else. I mean, Marcus, we're we're going crazy, and I think we're ranked. Hold on, let me see if I if I got this right because I think. Uh, yeah, that is that is. Oh, because I was listening to something today that was kind of crazy. We're, we're ranked second, okay, uh, against the, the passing defense, but fourth overall uh, defensively. Uh, we're third passing yards per game, okay? Fourth, fourth overall offensively. The entire NFL. That's what we are. But for some reason, I guess we we don't have we have a bad team now. <laughs> We're terrible, not going to win the championship with the guys that we have. Well, I, you know, if if that's what you think, then then you have no confidence whatsoever. You might as well just stop watching now. Just just give it up. Find somebody else. Find out who you who you think is going to win the championship, and just root for them. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be. Just just be that, right? So. Yeah. Um. You kind of mentioned it. We're, we're going to get into some of the comments um, that 
one of our guys, Travis Kelsey, had it say on his podcast about it. And I'm just curious what you think about it. But like, like you said during the trade deadline show, like fans can be pissed off all they want to be about the games, and that's fine. Every fan can be upset. I'm upset. I was upset. We had we had our show post game after that Broncos game. Everyone was upset. But like to to act like it's the end of the world. Those teams not going anywhere. Like no one's more upset. And you mentioned this than the players. And you guys, and you were in some locker rooms, JD. Like, yes, you had some great seasons, but also some seasons that were like, you know, we can we can forget about them, you know, a little bit. But like, you guys were the ones upset. Yes, yeah, the newspapers, the the media, the fans being pissed off. But like, you at the end of the day, you were the ones that had to go out there, and you were the ones losing these games, and you guys, you were the actually upset ones. So like, that's, that's one thing fans like got to understand. You know, I don't know if they understand it or not, man. But I, I'm just telling you how we feel. Um, and when you go out there and you put on a performance that you've been working all week, all training camp to try to do everything right. And then all of a sudden the plan, the your plans fall through, right? They didn't work out the way that you expected it to work out. What you drew up didn't work out the way that you thought you, you drew it up. And so when you don't have that, sub, that type of success, you think things are going to work. That's really demoralizing. It's upsetting. And so you can see it in guys' faces. You can see it in Patrick's face. When he was talking to uh, after the game, the post game, uh, uh, you know, interview, you know, Andy, same thing was you know, he's looking around like you know he's trying to put it together. Andy's like, look, look, I, I got, I'll say what I have to say, but I want to evaluate everything once I look at the film, because I think that's what you, you when you ultimately get to when you start looking at what actually happened, uh, then you realize exactly what the problem is. And ours was like, a, a you know, it's a compilation of different things, right? You compacted. It. it was when you start doing things on top and on top and on top, that's when it ends up happening. And so it, it's like this. One thing you have to do to win a game, okay? You got to eliminate turnovers, okay? Mistakes on special teams, all right? And you got to be able to make plays. And the thing is, all three of those things, all three phases, we didn't do. Turn the football over, okay? Five turnovers, we had a ton of penalties, and we we didn't play well on special teams. The only one that had played well on special teams was Buck. That was it. Other than that, man, hey, it's, it's really not a not a secret. You know, it's not like hocus pocus to find why we weren't successful. But we we just didn't play well. That was it. Period. So, yeah. I think I think the guys that that they they understand that. But you know, you was talking about what Travis said. What what, what was Travis saying? Yeah, we'll get into that right now with our first topic. Okay. Um. Then also, too, I, I think you have what Travis said, which we're going to get into, but then you also have what, what Pat, and you've referenced it this week, what he said uh, at the podium, and, like, you know, do you think that, you know, will, will the guys, like, get it together, and, like, will the offense start clicking? He goes, we will, and he was very confident about that answer. And was, you know, short and sweet. He, he didn't even have to think about it. Um, and then what Kelsey said. So, um, so Kelsey did not mince his words after the offensive struggles from the loss on Sunday on his podcast uh, that came out on Wednesday. So here's what Kelsey said. Quote, that was an embarrassing game, at least for myself. My coaches and teammates don't deserve that out of me for sure. Travis went on to say, quote, it felt awkward during the game, like we couldn't get anything going. You talk about that sense of urgency on the sideline. It didn't feel like we had too much of that. And when we finally had that sense of urgency, we turned the ball over and get it ripped out right of our hearts. Our defense is playing their tail off, man. And for us to keep turning it over and keep putting them in bad positions and them saving our tail, it's getting real one-sided. I don't think I've been in a situation where we've stalled this much as an offense throughout the year, definitely at this point in the season. So, J.D., what, what do you make of Kelsey's comments on the uh, the recent struggles? 
man, it's all true. It's all true. And what that is, that's self-reflection. And so he's not sitting there just pointing his finger because that's not what we do. Okay. The Chiefs don't do that. They they you you self-reflect. You look at the man in the mirror and you say, What did I not do correctly? What did I do do right? And so sometimes what people look at, they just look at stats as far as catches, right, yards. But there's other things that guys can uh, account, uh, contribute to what's going on in the win of game. And so part of that may be where, you know, you might not be getting blocks. He might not be in the right place where he needs to be. And so all those things matter. And so he was just saying for himself, he needs to do better. He said they don't deserve that. So he's telling everybody else, they didn't get the best out of me for this, from this game, from my standpoint. I could have done more. I could have done better. And hopefully him being the leader in the locker room on the offensive side of the ball, he's setting a precedence and an example of what it means to be a championship. And that's the greatest thing you can possibly do, especially for these young guys. Okay? Because he's sitting over and saying he's not giving himself excuses. He's, letting, he's not letting himself off the hook. And he's, so, he's saying, look, we got to get this thing fixed. It's been one-sided for a long time, and it has been. They, they have been so so. So good at what they do offensively that the, the, he had to pretty much carry the defense, if you will, for the majority of the time he's been here. Okay. And so they 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 never had any problem going out and scoring fast or having to go score 35 points a game or 40 points a game. It's different now. Okay. It's different now. And so he understands that. It's a little tougher. Okay. But trying to achieve that is not impossible, right? There's ways you could go about doing it. And I think also, too, he was alluding to that possibly that goes into the coaches, that goes into the preparation, as it goes into the mindset, that goes into the dedication, that goes to Patrick Mahomes, that goes to Andy Reid, talking about everybody in the building, okay? But the first one he wants to look at, he wants to talk about, is him. Yeah. That, that right there, man, That that's... That's what a champion does. That's what a guy who wants to be the best, that's what he he does. That's what they do. Yeah. So uh, I commend Travis Kelsey for doing that, speaking in words. How he felt, how he's feeling about it, okay? You don't have to take all these yahoos out here talking about all oh, the Chiefs is this, all oh, they terrible, and we don't need – Travis was like, oh, listen, we're not terrible. That was a bad performance. That was a terrible – performance for that day against them but ultimately we're gonna get this thing fixed and so if i have you you have your two leaders on a team pm 15 who say it's gonna be all right okay he's giving you some confidence and then travis kelsey say hey man we got to fix this thing early you know quick right until we get too far too far in the weeds with these things okay so once you start doing those things like that he won't get too deep where you can't get out of it you can't get out of the hole some things need to change right now. That's going to take everybody, man. I think everybody's dedicated. I think everybody understands that, especially after you got finished watching this video. Hey, man, there was a lot of things that was being exposed. And I hope in that room, uh, nobody got too emotional about what was going on. Nobody took any of the criticism uh, too bad. Okay? Hopefully somebody stood up and said, look, man, this is what we want. This is what we need to do to be champions. Okay? So, out there in Twitter world, everybody to heck with all that. 
We ain't worried, we ain't worried about none of those things. We ain't worried about the Swifties. We ain't worried about any of those things. <laughs> what we need to worry about is what's going on here in this room, okay? And this is what we need to do to make sure we salvage our season, okay, and play to the expectations and the standard that we set for ourselves, okay, that we set for ourselves. So, yeah, yeah he was spot on with everything. Sure. I mean, who else, who else, who, who else do you want? Who else do you want to come in and, and you know, uh, scream the charge, mm -hmm. right? Right. Other than, you know, your, your pro bowl, you know, greatest tight end, you know, in, in NFL right now, what, what do you, what do you want to do? What do you want to do with that? Who else you want leading it? Right. And the greatest quarterback right now. So who yeah. do you want, you know, who you want to do? What do you want to do? With the skill, with the skill position room, with a bunch of young guys, second year guys, you know, third year guys outside of MBS, um, you want to hear. I mean, you you want to hear the two the two leaders, Patrick and Kelsey, and also the two probably the most high profile guys in the NFL right now. Hearing them talk about the offense like that, and also and Patrick too, he's like it's like a positive reinforcement. Like we'll get it together. Like you know, we're gonna get it together. It's not it's not an if. We need to. It's like no, we're gonna get it together, and like that's yeah, that's, that's what you want to hear. And then on the other side, you have Travis saying like, "I've really never been a part of this." Which, uh, you know, I, I, in the Mahomes era, he's never really had to have to stall out the offenses. During the Alex Smith era, we had we, there was plenty of games where we we weren't scoring touchdowns, we were scoring field goals. Um, but like yeah, as far as the recent last five years during the Patrick Mahomes era, yeah, we didn't we didn't have this uh, issue at all. Um, yeah, there were some spots where he had a few weeks here and there where things didn't look right. Um, yeah. when everyone started dropping the doing the cover two against us, and we kind of it just didn't look, you know, it wasn't seamless. But like, yeah, I mean, it, it for the most part, and that's and also too, that's where it comes from with the fans. The the fans are just not used to it. The fans are just not used to us scoring points. So like that's where the fans kind of um criticism comes from. And yeah, some people are, you know, are, are you know being a little ridiculous with what they're saying about this team but yeah it's it's great to hear these two guys come out and say what they're what they're saying um as far as getting things back together and back on track because they know it's an issue obviously yeah and, and look and, and rightly so criticism rightly so because of the type of play right of, of what we expect to yeah. see out of, out of out of the chiefs uh there's nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that whatsoever no. but we had to address like some of the issues why why they're not being successful one of the things I think he, he was talking about, he was talking about the red zone. He was talking about scoring touchdowns like he was talking about, right? Talking about maybe some of the drop balls, some of the lack of focus and concentration. And so when you, when you put all those different things together, then it is a recipe for disaster. And, and like he said, you can't let this thing go too far until you address what's going on in the issues, right? You got to have an honest conversation with yourself, Okay. That way you can fix it. You can you can get into on the road. Well, this is what needs to be done, right? We know what yeah. the problem is. We know what's going on. Uh, now it's time to start fixing it. What do we need to do to dedicate ourselves to that task uh, to become champions again? To repeat because we get another one. That, that's we know that's that's uh that's a dynasty talking. Oh yeah. You know it was kind of crazy, man. Because uh, I uh, I kind of snuck in on the chat. You know they, uh, I got it from. Uh, You know, to send on like those little spaces. Yeah. Okay. I got an invite to one of the spaces, kind of go see, and I came in and stuck my head in. It was uh, uh, Mark Gonos and 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 you know, Lexi. Think Lexi came in. Yeah. Uh, Chuck was was there. You know, a few of the people that you know we follow. You know that we talk. You know, we talk to good people. Yeah, yeah. That's where you go. Yeah. Very balanced. 
uh, a view of everything, right? You know, re really good loyal fans, but also, too, I think they're very objective in what they see, okay? Uh, and went in this spaces with these, these Dolphins fans. Oof. Oof. And when I tell you that the amount of maybe disbelief uh, that they were having, that they weren't ranked higher or even considered a, a, a contender, or are we better than these guys? Are we better than this guy? Do we say that, you know, we beat y'all, what are we going to be, right? It, it was that conversation. Hmm. So, you know, obviously everybody's trying to measure up to where the Chiefs are, okay, for one. Uh, but all the fans want to be taken seriously. What is going to take for y'all to beat us? What you know? What is always going like? They want to know. Yeah. They want to make sure everything is, is happening, and they they want like we we're making decisions. Like we we're putting a game plan together. Mm. Okay. We're not. We we can make it. You know. Obviously, our, our own opinions about what should happen. Yeah. Okay. Things to stop them, but ultimately it's going to be on Spags and Andy to do their their job, to do diligence. So we understand that you know one of the problems and issues is going to be having to stop Tyreek Hill. Right. That, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that, that's what they're talking about. And so I think they, you know, because Tyreek comes in and he's always incensed about Kansas City. He's talking about it all the time. He wants to be back here. He, he does. Mm -hmm. he, like you said, he didn't want to leave. I think he said something on the, on the press conference. He, he didn't want to leave Kansas City. His story changes every every other week, though, with the with the whole thing. I think he went on Brandon Marshall's podcast. And he was talking. He was talking about it, and like someone posted a uh, like a, a, a little reel of all the different different things he said about that, like that whole. Uh, the whole contract negotiation. How it's like a bit, it's like a different story every time he tell it, retells it again. <laughs> but for the well, most part, yeah, I don't think he wanted to leave. He didn't want to leave Patrick Mahomes. That, that's 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he, he was winning here, won a Super Bowl here, right? And and, and people loved him for it. Okay, yeah. people here still love him. You know, I, shoot, yeah, I love Tyreek Hill. Well, everything he shows, and he's a talent in himself, man. I'm talking about he is a he is a, a, a game changer. There's yeah. a one time talent that you'll see in, in the NFL. Okay? He, he's the reason why we're never going to be, none of our, most of our fan base is never going to be satisfied with any receivers you bring in here. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality, right? <laughs> but but the thing is, when I look at it, uh, he definitely wants to be here. But so the, 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 when I look at these things and I hear the fans talking about it, I'm sitting there thinking in my head, like, well, guess what? Okay. We understand you got Tyree Kill because he used to be here and part of my family, right? We got him, you know. Uh, who has more film on Tyree Kill than anybody else in, in the league? The Chiefs. Yep. I mean, <laughs> who knows this man more than anybody else in the NFL? Yeah. The people that when he came here and cut his teeth off, got drafted. The Chiefs. We know what his strengths are, his weaknesses are. We understand all of that. We got the most film of Tyreek Hill in the NFL than anybody else. Yeah. Okay. When it gets him in practice, a food with him, you know, at drinks, laughs, cries, all those different things together, man. He, we talked about as family. Okay. Yeah. We know Tyreek Hill. Spags and them guys are going to have a game plan to try to eliminate the things that he does. He ain't going to mm -hmm. stop Tyreek Hill. He's just not. He's going to catch catches. He's going to do his thing because we know what you got. We know yep. it. You know what I'm saying? Heck, we understand it because we was willing to let that, that talent walk. Yeah. Let it go without paying it. So we understand that. 
that's why it's really no fear as far as like you know the things that we had to do. We we understand what we got on the other side. Okay, we understand that. Spagnuolo will put a good game plan together. We got a very young secondary. It's very talented. Okay, it plays very physical, and they're looking for a challenge like this. Yeah. They're looking for it. So that's going to be a great matchup for us. Trying to do everything to eliminate, stop Tyree Kill. They got Waddle, Barrels. We we got a good game plan that I'm sure is going to be put together in Germany uh, against this squad. Uh, another thing that I think that we had to do is we're going to have to blitz to them. We're going to go. We're going to bring pressure. We're going to apply pressure. Okay, I'm talking about. We're going to put this joke in the chokehold. We coming after him. A pressure will be applied. Believe that. With this yeah. injury-prone offensive line that they got right now, putting guys in, maybe switching guys around, Chris Jones, Charles Menehu, uh, Kolopkis, uh, Herring, and all the other guys, they're going to put an end to all that. I'm trying to tell you. They, they, they're going to bring all type of noise. and They're going to keep coming. They're going to come all night. And they're not going to let Tua comfortable. They ain't going to let him be comfortable. They're not. They're coming after this, you know, I, I don't want to cut. See, I, I'm, I'm already in the, the <laughs> mode of, you know, but they're going to be coming at this tail. Believe that. So, yeah, that was the, our, our next topic. What was going to be just covering that, which you, you touched on it beautifully. But obviously, you know, we had we were, we had Tyreek Hill for six years in Kansas City. And Spags was there for most of that for four of the six or, uh, yeah, he took over Sutton and, yeah, yeah. Spags has been around, right, with, with Tyreek Hill. Um, so when you're seeing a guy every day for about around five years, like, I mean, that's you develop a lot of stuff. Where like, I'm sure coaches like when you when you're going against a, a deep when you're going when you guys are going against defenses, you're like, okay, I know how to like how we can game plan away from that D end or that D tackle or that you know that safety. If you were kind of and, and we saw many games with Tyreek Hill when Tyreek Hill was kind of. You know, dominated with the Cincinnati his last game, the Asian Championship game. He didn't really, he wasn't effective that game. They 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 did away with him pretty good in that game. Based on what we've seen, because as fans we've watched a lot of Tyreek Hill games and games where he came up huge, games where he didn't come up huge, where the defenses were kind of taken away. What would you, if you were with Spags this week, what kind of defense are you trying to run to kind of keep the ball away from Tyree Kill? Or, you know, you, you talk about creating pressure for Tua and trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly. What kind of, like, coverages and stuff would you want to be able to, to do against Miami to specifically take away Tyree Kill from their offense? Because if you do that, yeah, a good shot of winning this game. Well, I, I think you have to do a lot of, like, cloud coverage, you know, cover two, uh, do cover three. You can drop guys deep. Right, too hot shell. You, you could kind of run some of that. I think Spags has studied. Obviously, when when you play other opponents, uh, offensive coaches go into defensive coaches and say, "Hey, this is what they're giving us. This is the kind of the look, the kind of stop us. What do, what do you think about this? What beats this? You know, these these combination routes or things that we can do uh, against this. And so Spags and will figure those things out. Uh, another one of those things it's got to be the dogs and the blitzes. Got to be able to blitz. And so you're hoping he's going to get the ball out of his hands. And what you do is with Tyreek Hill, some of the time with, with these smaller guys, try to negate them by putting your hands on them early. Okay. You, you got to get your hands on him. And then you have somebody over the top or say, have somebody, you know, catching up with him. And so that's, that's what you have to do. You have to almost try to blanket him as much as possible. You most got to leave it on everybody else around you to beat him, to beat you. So uh, that that's going to be the key. Uh, I think it's starting tight end. 
I think he's going to be out of the game. I, I think I heard he said he was walking around with a boot, so I don't know if he's going to be playing. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they, it's their wide receivers. They stay wide receivers. They got a fast, they got a fast, fast offense. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, get the ball in their hands quick. Like I said, with some blitzes, because that, those penetration, those things like that. If you stop the running game, that's another thing you can't let happen. Yeah. Okay. They don't have the guy Archan anymore, and so you negate the the running game to where they become one dimensional. That makes things a whole lot easier. Makes things a whole lot easier. So I think you, there's a there's a, a number of things that you could possibly do, but one is you got to be able to get physical on on a, a smaller receiver like that. Yeah, you got to get some help over top uh, to make sure he don't outrun you. That's another thing that you got to necessarily do. Yeah. Uh, and three, uh, you know, you just got to make sure that you just got to sit in the zone. You got to just be as physical as possible with a guy like that, right? So. I think all those things are, are something that you do uh, in the concept of what we're trying defensively, because you're talking about the blitzes, you're, you're trying to bring guys off the corner, you're trying to do different things like that. Uh, I think once Tua gets rattled, once he gets out of the game, that changes for him. It changes for him. I mean, they, they, they look, they got beat by two solid teams, the Bills and the Eagles, okay? Bills decimated them. Eagles did too. They hit him in the mouth. And so this is really like the third opponent that that is that is actually a good opponent. Yeah. It's actually gonna be their best opponent. Okay. We do Super Bowl champs, obviously. We're a better team than the Bills. I think we're a better team than the Eagles. Okay. Eagles got a lot of different dogs on their side. Yeah. But you best believe, okay, what our defense gives, we're gonna give it to, to Miami. I, I don't I don't have any doubt. Whatsoever, it's like I said, man. We what we're we're number two ranked passing defense, number two ranked passing defense. Okay, we breed a lot of pressure. Uh, sack wise, we're right up there too. So it's gonna be a good outing for us. It's gonna be a good outing for us. Yeah, if you look at the strength of the opponent, I mean, you kind of hit on it. The the, the losses they had against obviously um, the Eagles and the Bills, every other team they've beaten the Panthers, they swept the Patriots, who were a disaster this year, the Broncos. And I said Panthers, um, New England, uh, Chargers. So yeah, so he swept swept New England, Chargers, Denver, uh, Carolina, and uh, the Giants. So those, those are all their wins. And then they lost to Eagles and the Bills. So like, yeah, they played Chargers early though. That was yeah, you know, for, for, yeah, first see. first game, yeah, Sorry. and that was a high scoring game. Yeah, yeah, um. This is one thing. So it gave us trouble last last week, and it seems to always give us trouble when we we play defenses that 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 tend to do the the dropping eight and only rushing three. We don't usually yeah. do that. And obviously, when the Bengals did it to us in that playoff game, Tyreek's last game, there was trouble. We, we couldn't get the ball to Tyreek really. Why don't Why don't we do that more? It's kind of interesting that we I we don't usually, I don't usually see us do, doing the whole drop eight rush three. I I don't think we do it because. Um, especially that confidence in our corners, for one, okay, that they can run man to man against anybody. Okay, we could go get the best man and, and went out. And so, dropping eight, I still believe that you still need to get some type of pressure on guys. Obviously, it, it works when it's third and forever, or second forever. Yeah, definitely do that. Okay, uh, but I think Spaz just he, he, he trusts his his scheme. You know what's going to hit home? What's what's going to be best for us? And so. Sometimes when if, if you haven't been doing a whole lot, what ends up happening is you, you're trying to teach something new to guys 
if they're not well versed in it, right? And so they may get lost just in space wise of what they're trying to do because you don't want to put something, you know, something new in. But I'm sure they they have that in them. They could do the seven, they could drop eight. I mean, we do, you know, zone blisters all the time. You know, dropping that defensive end off, we, we can do that underneath. And so you just tell the linebackers to sink back a little bit further. You know, our corners, our safety is going to do an excellent job. Uh, making sure you don't beat them over the top. Uh, so I, I, I like it because we got good team speed in the, in, on the defensive side, you know. So uh, I think that's the reason that you don't see this much. I don't think we are threatened about those things as everybody else. Uh, I think it's what everybody was talking about. Oh, how come the corner's not getting over, help over top against Buffalo last year? Remember we were talking about that? Yep. <laughs> should, shoot. No, Spags is get the corner's legs ready to run, to open up. To work yeah. on their technique. Hey, this is what you do. If you back on the, on the island by yourself, you need to be able to tw- turn your hips, mm-hmm. get the guy right in his hip pocket, and you need to run with it. When you see his eyes go up, your eyes go up. When you see him go for ball, you go for ball. Like you got to be able to read these things. And when you learn how to do that, you learn how to swim, then you're gonna be we, we're gonna be good in deep waters when it gets yep. there, right? And so we've seen that last year. We seen what the deep waters came. Guess what? These guys. It was swimming. It's like it looked like uh, 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 what's his name Phelps out there swimming. <laughs> you know, so so yeah, man, I, man dude, it, it, I think they're gonna be fine. That's I think it's the reason Spags doesn't necessarily do those things, man. But look, we got like I said, we we got some guys up front. I'm looking for Chris. Chris is gonna have a good game. Charles gonna have a good game. Carlos gonna have a good game. I think just our defensive line is gonna be spectacular this week because we need for them to be. Yeah. They learn that, man. The game is one up front. And I'm telling you, like I said before, with this offensive line, I don't want to say anything crazy about them, but this offensive line, they're trying to get a guy back. I don't know if he's going to be back this game, but he's still going to have young legs, right? He's mm-hmm. going to be fresh. He ain't going to be getting in his kick step like he should be. Okay. You're going to get around that. Uh, but yeah, I said, man, pressure will be applied. Okay, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, both games they lost. Uh, they had at least three sacks against Tua in uh, the Buffalo Bills and the Eagles game. Three, three sacks in the Eagles game, four sacks in the Bills game. So, oh yeah, hey, there you let, go. Let Spags cook. Let yeah. cook. <laughs> let it cook. Um. Okay. So, final topic here. We're going to game picks. Um. So interesting. So we are obviously. The Chiefs is, are hosting this game in um, Germany. It kind of sucks that we're the host team. You know, it's not not really a home game for us. Uh, but I do think we, we we do have a lot of fans in Germany. We actually some have chief, some Chief Concerns fans, or, or we have some German fans. Um, but yeah, so we were a two point favorite at one point, but that line has gone down to one and a half. So, and I think uh, I looked earlier according to DraftKings, there was around sixty five percent of bets placed were on the Dolphins. So a lot of people are hammering Miami. It looks like a lot of people are overreacting to the, uh, or at least the betting public, overreacting to the game last week against the Denver Broncos. JD, so we're hosting this game. It's 9.30 in Frankfurt, Germany on Sunday, the first game of the day. Um, for some of our West Coast fans, it's going to be a rough uh, wake up for you guys, 6.30. But um, who do you have in this game, JD, in uh, Germany? In Frankfurt, Germany. You got Tyreek making his return to playing his former team. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm looking at this game. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, somewhat, of one. Uh, 
But I think, you know, they might try to get make a charge late. I think our offense is going to get right back on where we were doing uh, the week before prior to this past week. Uh, I think it's more of an indication of who we have. I really do. Uh, and these guys challenging one another in the room. I think they're up to the task, man. I think everybody's taking a, a true reflection about who they are, what they want to be. Okay. Uh, and I think this week right here, I get this win against Miami. Then you get a nice little buy. Okay. Still put it all together and say like, look, man, from this point on, this is who we had to be. Okay. No, no more going back to that. That's been over. Old Broncos. Everybody talking about the young wide receivers not getting any help. That's been over. Nobody's coming to help us. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's coming to help us, all right? I didn't talk about way. We go burn the boats. We don't need no help. <laughs> we'll do this right now, okay? Set the boats on fire. They ain't coming back. This is where we're going. We're going forward. It ain't, it's winning, period. That's what that needs to be done. So my, my prediction for the game is going to be 35-24. Cheese. I like it. Uh, yeah, you, you were spot on. It's the highest scoring game of the weekend based on Vegas's total points. Uh, 50 and a half is what Vegas projects it to be. And the NFL hopes it's that way because they want this game to go global in Germany. So they hope it's a high scoring fun game to watch. They don't want, they don't, they don't want, they don't want a Butker special JD. No, no, no. Hey, hey man, keep Butker sitting over there on that bench. Okay. <laughs> over on that bench, man. Just hit those PATs at Harrison. PATs, that's it. You just trot in for that little thing, right? <laughs> so that's about it. Yeah. I'm going to take chiefs. Um, 31, to 21 so still high relatively high scoring it's very similar to yours i think we win once i was going to pick us because I, I felt the betting public and how you know Stephen a smith didn't even have us as a top five team this week i felt like that kind of uh talk is also that that, that stuff plays to a lot of the public out there um where people are going to buy into oh man this team lost to the broncos and they almost lost to him a couple weeks ago and this is a team that scored 70 on that same team that just beat the Chiefs. i mean that's why you never do the whole connect the dot game because it's any given any given Sunday, but a lot of people do do that, and they say, yeah, that the Broncos that, that allowed seventy points to this team that we just lost to, yeah. So I mean, with that, that's why the betting that's why you have sixty three percent of the bets on the Dolphins, but yeah, I, I think we win uh, handily, and I think you could take the Chiefs money line obviously, or you could take them minus one and a half, but yeah, I think we we, we cover this one thirty one to twenty one. Um, yeah, that was gonna be my first one. That's what I was going to say. 31, 21, actually. There you uh, go. I, I just, I, I just upped it a little bit, you know? So actually, let me see what Vegas, I'm curious what Vegas has. If they haven't set yet, what our uh, total points for the game is for the chiefs and they do not have it. It's not up yet. No, it's not up yet. The, the, the set score for the total points. Yeah. Not, not up yet for the chiefs specifically. So. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man, it's, it's going to be exciting to watch. I, I, it really is. But I think, you know, we're going to put a game plan together. Uh, what we got to definitely get better is in the red zone. We got to score touchdowns, pure and simple. Yeah. So we're not, we're not going to try bucking out there unless it's going to be for the extra point. Yeah. So uh, I think what you do, you had to do that. We got to talk about it. We got to run the football. We know we have to be effective running the football. And actually, man, I was sitting over here. It's crazy because today I'm, I'm sitting over just drawing up plays. I've been drawing up different plays, man. This is what I said. I'm going to tell you what I, what I wrote down in part of my assessment of things that we probably need to do. Uh, well, anyway, I said that, man, hey, we get, we get creative with the ball. Uh, you know, we haven't had uh, a fullback in there in a while, right? And sometimes we just need to run it down our throat. 
Put a defensive tackle back here. Big guy in the backfield. Let him lead up. Put his, put his tail in motion. Hey, those things will open up everything. That was open up the passing game. You start doing things like that, right? You mm-hmm. got the little pop. You got out in the flat. You got the corner route. You got a lot of these other things you can definitely do out of that, okay, out of those formations. I love getting creative, but you got to get creative running the football, okay? Yeah. When you get a guy in motion, let that guy go in and block. Let him do it. We need to let Pacheco pop off, okay? Yes, we do. We need to let him go ahead and just fly and let him go. Same thing with McKinnon. I think this is a game McKinnon needs to be emphasized. We need we need to give him some juice, man. Let him go out there and just do his thing, okay? Because this, this is the type of game that he eats in. Yeah. This is the type of game that you need a guy like that with that type of explosiveness making some plays. Now, hopefully, also, too, we getting uh, McCole Hartman getting more involved in the game, right? Seeing a little bit more out of him as well. So all those things are just good competition for guys to get out there and, and show what they can do. But I think you got the, you you have these these workhorses, these Lamborghinis. I was talking to my boy the other day, and if you're not letting these guys run, then what difference make? Yeah, you can have a Lamborghini sitting in in, in your garage, <laughs> but all all you got is dirt roads. It don't even matter if you got a Lamborghini or not, right? So we're gonna switch it up, man. We out in Germany, the Autobahn. We're gonna make sure we're gonna get out there, man, and start racing around a little bit. Uh, in the fast lanes on things, right? In the Autobahn in Germany. Am I right? Uh, you might be right. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sure ho- hopefully some of the guys um they're getting there. Interesting though, I want to ask you this. So uh Dolphins have been there for at least a day because he uh Mac- Mac- McDaniels had a had a press conference today. So yeah. Chiefs fly out Thursday afternoon, get there Friday. You, I mean, I had the European trip this summer. Jet light would knock me on my butt, JD. Um, do you find it? I mean, do you think it's kind of too soon for them to come out there, or not? I guess too. It's kind of late for them to come out there, coming there Friday and then playing a game on Sunday. I don't know, man. That that jet lag just was knocked me on my butt. Um, but I'm, I'm hoping these guys have done some studies behind when to take the guys over there. Yeah. So you said when when they supposed to leave the Chiefs? They leave, they leave Thursday afternoon. They land on Friday. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I obviously I would, would want to go out there earlier, but yeah, I think I think, I, but to be honest with you, um, uh, something needs to be said about getting things in order at your own house, right? And so I think yeah. they really want to take an assessment with everything going on. You don't want to try to do that over in Germany, you know, places you don't know. You want to do it here at home, you know. You you want to sit back on your own couch and talk about some of these things, right? Yeah. And you're going to work on your scope. You're going to work at your facilities as long as you can. So Thursday, get that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe get it Sunday. Hopefully it's out of you, right? The thing is, one of the things you got to do is you got to get up moving. That's the thing about it. When you go over a, a few time zones, you got to get up moving around. Yeah. Uh, got to get you know acclimated and used to it. So, yeah. Uh, so are they leaving out? Well, they, they leave Thursday afternoon here, so they land. Uh, I think I, I, I was watching Harold Koontz's report on it. He said they land Friday, um, so they'll be there Friday. But yeah, the one thing, yeah, based on my uh, on what I did on my trip there, which I didn't know. I mean, my girlfriend Laura told me to get up 
on that flight there. I was like, nah, I'm just going to sleep it. I'm just going to sleep it. Didn't get up once on that on that flight there. I woke up. Man, I my back was killing me. My, my knees were killing me. The whole thing was so bad. So on my way back, when we flew out, we actually flew out of Frankfurt to come back to America. I got up. I, you know, I went to the bathroom a few times, stretched a little bit. Now I'm assuming there's there's plenty of people on those teams on on those planes who are going to be telling the guys to get up and you know and do stuff. Maybe maybe yeah. some uh, group calisthenics or on the plane. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> you know. But I, I think that's that's very important, especially like I said when when you're doing that, making that type of travel, uh, you got to get up and move it. And hopefully, when when they get there, they could get in and muster maybe a quick little practice, quick little walkthrough. Uh, and just kind of talk about it. Just like I said, moving your legs around, stretching out a little bit, uh, and just getting this the fog of it, right? That's what you got to do. So maybe it'd have been ideal if they left today. Yeah. You know, right? Would have been perfect, but they'll be fine. They'll be all right. Yeah. I'm sure some study or something they did to uh, to rationalize leaving Thursday and, and land there Friday. They, they, you you can find different studies, I'm sure, for everything to kind of back yeah, your back yeah, what you want to do. Right, so. right. Yeah, of course. Oh, does it mean we, we can fly out there the, the, the day before? Yeah, sure. This study says you, I'm sure, but yeah. uh, I'm sure they've done extensive research mm. uh, to find out uh, yeah. how much of this the the lag will stay on you if you don't get up moving around and whatnot. Right. Mm. Uh, good thing, man. We got we got some some high performance bodies. Yeah, uh, going out there, so I think they'll be okay. Yeah, um, I I can't wait for Sunday. I mean, the, obviously the Tyreek Hill aspect of its storyline in itself, but then playing in Frankfurt, Germany, you know, just it's just so different, you know, than what we're used to. We we've, we've done England a few times uh, in the in the Andy Reid era alone. We have um, so like yeah, it's 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 gonna be a fun one. I I, I cannot wait. Um, yeah, start the game out uh, early on uh, on Sunday um, with our with our Chiefs. And again, we mentioned at the beginning of the show. Sunday, right after the game on Bleacher Report, myself, JD, and Tasia will all be getting you guys ready for the rest of your NFL Sunday. So we'll be at probably about around 1230 on Sunday to uh, talk about this Chiefs game in Germany. Hopefully a Chiefs win in Germany, which I'm I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say I think I think it's going to happen. So Yeah, me too. Absolutely. No doubt about it, man. Can't wait, man. Hey, looking forward to it. Come back. We have a conversation. Do a kumbaya moment for everybody. Just you know, take it all in. Like, hey, you know what? It wasn't as bad as we thought it was. Yeah. You know, you're right, Danny. You're absolutely right. You know, I appreciate you coming in and talk to us and kind of talk us down a little bit. Yeah. That's what you're always here for, man. I'm here for therapy. Okay. Let JD come down, man. Relax you a little bit. Okay. We we'll talk about it. Have conversation. Okay. Take it all in and let everything just chill. Gonna be good. The different shows we have, yeah, we have the different like we have we have the different like personalities of JD. We have the doctor, we have the uh the professor. <laughs> I love it. Swami. And well, and Dustradamus, but that's that's every episode, JD. It doesn't matter what show it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> any uh before we head out of here, any uh Dustradamus uh predictions for uh Sunday? Any uh do you have any like Weird, like oh, McCall Hartman will have two touchdowns or nothing. Uh, no, nah, MBS is gonna have another one. Really? Yeah. All right. So, yeah. We gonna have another one, another tub. So I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Man, <laughs> Dustin Domus. Okay, 
ain't let me down, baby. I'm just I'm letting you know that's all I can give you right now. That's it. That's good. Okay. We, we, we have a betting show Friday, so we'll be able to get more out of you. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> all right, everybody. We hope everybody enjoyed the episode. We'll see you guys on Friday, uh, where we'll have our cash and props with Dun and Dash Friday, and then of course Saturday or Sunday after the game, right here on, on Bleach Report. And you can also find it on our YouTube channel after after that recording's done. So take it easy, everybody. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subscribe here to get the latest from the show. Also, be sure to check out the best clips from Chief Concerns. And if you prefer to listen to the show, subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.